Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Dojos of DFW podcast. Um, in this episode, um, I was really excited to get to go to a place in Denton that um, almost everyone drives by uh, anytime you leave the square, and that is the uh, dojo, the, um, also known as the Denton Dojo. And the dojo is an interesting school. It's a co-op, actually, of three different instructors uh, teaching four different Japanese and uh, Okinawan arts. Today in this episode, which uh, hopefully will be the first of two, um, I spoke with uh, Sensei John Ray, who is the Iaido teacher um, at the jo- at the dojo, and also Sensei Jack Bueller, who teaches Aikido and Jodo. Um, so it's the two of them together, the three of us all sat down uh, there in the dojo and recorded this episode, and um, hopefully we'll be able to get an episode with the um, the third instructor who teaches uh, uh, Uechi Karate. Um, and uh, we'll have that episode hopefully coming uh, one day soon. I don't know if it'll be the next one or if it'll be later on, but uh, so we'll consider this part one of a two-part episode with the Denton Dojo. All right, here you go. So I'm here at the dojo in Denton, and um, kind of an iconic view for Denton. If you've ever driven through the square, you've probably seen this school. And um, I'm here today with two of the uh, three instructors that work here at the dojo, uh, Mr. John Ray and Jack Beeler. And they're going to talk a little bit about the school and how it's set up, and then some of the different arts they do. Um, and it's, it's kind of an interesting school compared to most other martial arts schools that you'll find. So um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So uh, we'll just kind of start um, with John and then move over to Jack. So, John, tell us a little bit about yourself and your history in martial arts. Um, I started in karate uh, in 1968 in a small town just uh, east of here, about one hour. And um, from there, I ended up in Japan in 1979, uh, began uh, Iaido. Mm-hmm. sword drawing uh, in 1981 finally got back to the um, United States in 1993 and uh, started teaching uh, in 1996 and we have been at this location since 2000 okay so that's quite a long time in Japan then um, all, all told, about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Great. And um, what do you hold any kind of special rank, or is there any kind of ranking system within there? Or um, do they just kind of have, like, student instructor levels? Or? Uh, I- Iaido actually has uh, the Don system. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have uh, eight Don. And uh, they also have licenses. Mm-hmm. And uh, my license is June Hunchy. Okay. Is there a specific organization um, that you're a part of? Very much so. Okay. Uh, the uh, the Ryu is called Muso Jikiden Eishin Ryu. And uh, that has its own organization called the Seito Kai. And there is also an, an, an umbrella organization called uh, uh, the Zen Nippon Iaido Renmei which means the All Japan EIO Association, and I'm a member of both. Okay, great. All right, well, we can pass it over to Jack for a few minutes and hear a little bit about his story. All right, well, um, I started um, Aikido in Houston 
with Carl Geis's school. I was living in Dallas and hooked up with them at a, a seminar, and he found me a teacher uh, here in Dallas, and that was uh, 1985. Started Aikido and Jodo uh, back then, and um, <clears throat> so I've been uh, studying and teaching uh, pretty much ever since uh, in this area. Um, came and uh, joined the dojo here uh, about 2000 when we moved into this mm -hmm. location. Um, the uh, the Aikido school is uh, from the Tomiki uh, lineage. Tomiki was a student of Kano, the judo uh, founder, and uh, Ueshiba. And there are some elements of the um, the logic, the way that they thought about the techniques, um, breaking it down physically and creating uh, exercises in a structured uh, form. So it, it's really it's a, it's a, a real quick to learn but all, a system of Aikido but also has a lot of depth mm -hmm. uh, uh, enough to keep you going for a while. Um, my teacher used to say that when you answer one question um, it opens up several other doors and so you never run out of new things to explore. Um, the Jodo the system that I do, I'm, I'm also a member of the uh, uh, what's called uh, Shindo Musoryu. Um, I was uh, uh, I started Jodo in America and doing kind of the Reader's Digest version. And about 1988, I got uh, connected with a Japanese teacher and uh, eventually became a student of his. This is Kaminoda uh, Tsunomori, who founded the Nihon Jodo Kai. Uh, the Japanese organization for this Jodo, uh, one of the organizations for this style. So, um, my uh, in, in Jodo there there are not ranks, mm -hmm. that don ranks the way we uh, think about it. They have uh, four licenses. Uh, the first one is Okuiri, which is entering the school. There's a second one's called Sho Mokuroku, which is the first half of the syllabus. Uh, there are two more and then uh, a master's certificate that I don't think I'll probably ever get. <laughs> um, but um, once again, that, that Jodo system is a 400-year-old um, martial art that was used by police um, a lot of times to control the samurai population, mm -hmm. um, and you couldn't kill them. So it's interesting. I study Aikido as well as uh, Jodo and Iaido. And in Iaido... Um, it's a combat art, and you're killing your enemy. Right. Um, in Jodo, you don't want to kill them. You just have to be able to. Mm -hmm. And in Aikido, you don't even try to kill them. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting to have the contrast of three different uh, uh, viewpoints. Uh, could you talk a little bit um, now about your system of Aikido? Because uh, we've already done one episode with um, another Aikido school, and okay. I know that they are different styles. Um, I believe, so maybe a little bit about the history of, of your style of Aikido. Okay, well, um, Mr. Tomiki started um, uh, Aikido, I think, in the early 20s. Uh, he was um, a student of Ueshiba, one of the very early students, and he actually got the first uh, eighth don in Aikido. And um, he saw it as his mission to uh, complete uh Japanese Budo and Jiu-Jitsu as a, as a complete art. And he saw Aiki, Aikido as being what was missing from Judo. Judo came out of one 
part of jiu-jitsu, but there was a whole other uh, realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he saw the, the his Aikido as complementary. Um, so a lot of the paradigm, how do you think about a martial art? Um, what causes reactions? Uh, what causes, um, what, how do you generate power? Uh, how do you move your body efficiently? Um, so a lot of those concepts were applied to Aikido. Um, we have a, the technical syllabus is the same techniques. Mm-hmm. They're just ordered differently. Um, he also set up a, a program for teaching in the college system in Japan. University system, well, first off, you had to be a club, so they had to build a sport. Um, our group has never done the sport aspect mm-hmm. of, of Aikido. Um, there are always little compromises that in what you would do in a sport that might get you in trouble in a street sure. situation, and my teacher had no interest in that. Uh, it was developing proper body movement, developing um, principles of, of action, of motion. Um, I think there's a common thread in that in that area between all the martial arts and the dojo. Um, I started uh, uh, Iaido with the Rei Sensei about 1996 or so, I think so, maybe 97. And um, what happened was I recognized that he was performing in his techniques all of the same Budo principles that I use in Aikido and that I learned in Jodo. And the, the, it's, it's different implementations of the same um, physical culture, the same physical system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Would one of you like to kind of maybe talk about the, those Budo principles a little bit and kind of the, the idea behind that? Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in. Sure. Um, I, I think, of course, this is uh, uh, an audio interview only, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if you, you can look up on the wall here, and this is probably the most important part of the dojo. And what this is, is these are the people who have come before us. You know, these are, are um, the reason that we're, that we're here. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Japan uh, uh, training at the EI school, there was a really, really strong sense of continuity. And uh, this continuity stretched back to the sa- sa- samurai of the 16th century. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was there was much more involved in the dojo and in social activities outside of the dojo than just the use of the sword. And the way that my sensei carried himself, uh, again, both in and and out of the dojo, uh, the relationships uh, between him and the students, uh, between the senior members and the junior members, uh, uh, there was a, this sort of pervasive, um, for lack of a better word, like a, like a, uh, it was like time travel. Mm-hmm. It was like watching an old Chambara samurai movie. Uh, 
in the, in the way that they acted and the way they respected each other. And this is what I wanted to bring back to the states. Um, of course, the sword technique is vital to right. it. Uh, but there, there's, much, there, there's a much bigger part of it. And um, I, you know, I think most people know what Budo is or Bushido. Mm -hmm. uh, people think of the samurai as maybe uh, hired guns or mm -hmm. top, top fighters or killers or assassins. But, that, but that's not really true. The samurai were the gentlemen mm -hmm. of Japan. And they were the ones who carried the ethics and the morals of society. Uh, this uh, this is Budo, and I was very fortunate to uh, come across Jack Sensei and Greg Weber, mm -hmm. uh, who also teaches here, because they all believe in the same thing. Mm -hmm. Great. So, um, since you've got the mic, why don't you talk a little bit about, about your style, then about Iaido and what you, what you know, the history of it and how it's developed. Okay. Uh, Again, it's called Muso Jikiden Eishinju, uh, sometimes shortened to Eishinju. Uh, it, it's actually uh, the, the drawing of a katana, of mm -hmm. a samurai sword. And as such, it, it's more of a self-defense situation mm -hmm. because you're, 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 your sword is actually sheathed when a situation arises. Uh, for example, in our waza, in our, our kata, uh, it, it's very often an ambush mm -hmm. or uh, uh, some sort of surprise attack. And the technique that our school utilizes is to analyze what you know what the enemy is doing and to come up with a counter. Mm -hmm. Within within the framework of of of, of the system, um, being a self defense art, the most important part of it is the actual draw. So uh, uh, we have a term called saya no uchi, and that's a, a very uh, complicated term in Jap in uh, J J Japanese, which means the inside of the saya or the inside of the sheath. Mm -hmm. And that's, what that means is that the, the fight begins with the sword in the saya, in the sheath. The cut begins in, 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 the, in the sheath. And most probably uh, the determination of the fight begins in the sheath, mm -hmm. in the saya. Um, Compared to other martial arts, I think the Iaido Waza or the Iaido Kata um, is looks uh, short. Mm -hmm. Usually, only uh, three, four, maybe five moves in it. Um, it uh, has a completely different feel to it, maybe than other martial arts. Maybe leaning a little more towards. Uh, uh, classical mm -hmm. art. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes I even hate to use the word martial art for it because it, it doesn't quite fit it. Um, but it, there's a lot of levels to it. Uh, it's, a, it's a thinking man's system. Uh, it, it's a direct connection uh, with us here in Texas and uh, men 450 years ago. Right. Uh, we try to make it, we try to, to bring that culture and that feeling into the dojo. So a lot of Japanese language is used. Mm -hmm. um, to the best of my ability, I try to emulate my sensei in the way he carries himself, again, inside and outside of the, do the dojo. Mm -hmm. And um, it, I think it's a very beautiful art. Great. So uh, let's talk a little bit um, then about the, the, this dojo here itself. And um, how did how did you get started? Where and when? Who kind of founded it? Well, that would be John. <laughs> um, this dojo originally. Um, well, I, I I wasn't there, but maybe uh, I can tell a story that when um, John Ray came back to the United States, I think it was your neighbor, Jim Killian, that wanted to uh, wanted to do some. Iaido, and he, he almost did the typical Japanese story of sitting on the sensei's doorstep for a while trying to, hey, why don't you teach? And um, so finally they built a deck out in back of the house and mm -hmm. started classes there, there were about four students, and it was called the Itenki Dojo. That means the good weather <laughs> dojo. <laughs> and uh, there was, uh, from there it went to a dojo on Locust Street. Uh, they were there for several years, four years. Um, I started teaching Jodo um, on Saturdays there. There was a, a couple days a week, and there was a, a different Aikido group. Um, and then when we uh, we found this location, which is 223 West Oak Street, mm -hmm. downtown Denton, about a block and a half from the square, um, we decided this was the right place. For, primarily, it has high ceilings. Oh, yeah. And so true, when yeah. we're swinging sticks in here, we're, mm -hmm. we're pretty safe. So that's, that was really the, the, the great draw of this place. And very nice um, kind of vintage-style ceiling. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah it's, a, it's a really wonderful old building. Mm -hmm. um, of course, has quirks, but uh, um, it, it, I think it's been a really good home. The dojo, it has a good kimochi, uh, a good feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say something to... to continue on what uh, John Ray was saying. Um, if you look at the uh, certificate, the ranking certificates in Iaido, they don't say that it's a rank in Iaido. It says Muso Jikiden Eishinru Ei Hyoho or Heiho which is um, which is strategy. Hmm. It is a martial strategy uh, rather than you know um, what you you know the the people like to split up the martial arts into is it a jitsu or is it a do? Mm -hmm. It's really artificial. It, the, there's a lot of people on either side of that. But the idea of a, a heiho, a strategy, the idea of um, you don't draw the sword as fast as you possibly can. You look, evaluate the situ situation, and react. Um, there is a mindset that you develop.
by doing that constantly, uh, by making every movement that you do, um, you reflect on it. You know, you have to know where your back heel is. What what is the tip of the sword doing? What's your little finger doing? Um, and by the way, that's the most important one: the little finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that and developing that awareness and that that self awareness and also the situational awareness, that isn't just limited to what happens in the dojo. These transform people. These arts. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the arts that are in the dojo are primarily centered in Japan you had kata transmission um, and I know there are forms you know that are practiced in, in, in a lot of other arts but the idea of how do you practice a a life endangering martial art mm-hmm. uh, without hurting each other without killing each other um, even just doing rough practice um, you get your arm broken and you you can't train for sure months or maybe you can't support your family mm-hmm. so the idea of having kata to represent a life and death situation is something in aikido tomiki used kata as the teaching uh, method in iaido you have kata in jodo there's kata uh, the karate group really is the only one that has competitive tournaments mm-hmm. and sparring uh, that's part of the Uechi tradition because that's how that was passed on to them. Um, none of the other groups that, that we have practice that kind of tournament play. You have to have something to make it real, though. You right. know, high levels in the Aido, you have partnered forms using Bokuto. In uh, Jodo, that's 100% of the system, is um, basically trying to kill each other with sticks mm-hmm. and and uh, regulating the intensity of the exercise of the practice to the level of the, what the people need and what they can handle. Or what they just, actually a little more than what people can comfortably handle is, is probably best. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of the spirit of the dojo here is that um, it's not a fight club, it's not a belt factory, we're not, we don't have kids programs. Mm-hmm. We are here for... Um, development for adults to come in who want to do these arts there has to be a certain level of maturity and responsibility and to, to echo what Ray Sensei was talking about um, we're passing on something that is um, has been held precious for hundreds of years um, we have an opportunity to um, find the essence of what makes that special, what, what's made it endure. Um, there's a certain, um, well, we talked about principles, mm-hmm. um, how you hold your hand, how you hold your arms, um, taking stress out of the shoulders, using your hips. Um, we've had visiting teachers, I'll rem- I remember this, uh, we were watching a visiting teacher, different style, different background, different system, and just watching the way he moved his body all of his power came from the movement of his hips coordinated with what the hands are doing. Um, and just look at him and say, okay, he's got it. He's mm-hmm. got, he knows what he's doing there. And you can see it, um, it, it no matter you know, what someone's background is. Uh, there's a, an essence of physical character that um, you, know, it, you become aware of. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I try to emulate that. I try to build that in myself, too. Great. Um, so maybe talk uh, a little bit about how the school itself, um, how, you, how you work it together as a co-op and how that kind of works and, you know, which groups do, you know, which days or how the classes are set up. Okay. Um, it works it works and it works well because of the people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, just a couple of things. Uh, you know, I'd like kind of to continue with what Jack said is that, uh, you know, what's going on down here is really rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the EI, traditional EI dojos, uh, you can count on the fingers of of both hands in this right. country. Um, traditional Jodo groups, uh, same thing. Mm-hmm. Very small groups. So this is this is kind of this is kind of the beginning of something, I think, in this country. And and maybe a little bit of a different turn mm-hmm. in martial arts than where it has been heading uh, for for several years, maybe a little more of a uh, reach back to its source. And uh, But as far as how we work, um, uh, we all have the uh, same number of hours. Um, each group is completely independent uh, as far as their fee structure, uh, their ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, well, we, we kind of, uh, you know, I don't think none of the groups, since we're not a for-profit organization, um, none of each, none of us would be able to support this type of building on our own. But split in thirds, we we can break even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I've been given permission by my wife to uh, come down and teach all I want at the dojo as long as I'm not paying for the building. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that's that's pretty much, uh, I think, how we all are on it. Um, we're not doing this to make profit, but mm-hmm. um, we have to have a place to do this. Um, so, you know, we, we each take turns, uh, you know, cleaning the dojo when we have, you know, usually that happens right before we have an event. Um, but it, it's, it's really a... a um, very well-behaved co-op. There, there's um, almost not any official relationship because we do each have our own teachers, mm-hmm. our own lineages. We go to our, the events that, that are for our separate groups. Um, we will sometimes have, um, you know, group uh, promotional type occasions. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I think we, as John said, we get along well because we're all interested in Budo in particular and using whatever style that I think in one way matches our personalities um, or what just by chance we happen to uh, begin with. Uh, we we were, have, were fortunate enough to run across and extending those lineages, extending those lines through us so that when we transmit things, we're, like I said, transmitting that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if I might add something, uh, you know the the reason that uh, we're actually in a place like this, right? Um, in Japan, 
all of the uh, sword groups are in community centers mm -hmm. or uh, uh, public school gymnasiums. Um, but uh, Jack uh, Sensei talked about, you know, I had actually put up my sword and uh, was, was just going about uh, starting my life back in the States. And um, when uh, a neighbor wanted to, was interested in what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I started teaching on the back deck um, until it started getting cold. Right. <laughs> and then I started making some calls. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I mentioned the word sword, there there was a polite si silence and then a, mm -hmm. you know, sorry, that's not going to work here. And so that's what pushed me out into a, a uh, for lack of a better word, a private space. Mm -hmm. So, the you know, the origins of the dojo uh, really are because nobody would let me train. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so here... So here we are, 20 years later. <laughs> how often, um, in your, so in your class, how often do you train with uh, actual swords as opposed to wooden weapons? Or oh, we always use swords. You always do, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. just beginners use wooden swords. Mm -hmm. And there is, a, as Jack mentioned, there's a, a, there are ad advanced two-man forms mm -hmm. uh, where, where training is done with, uh, with bokuto mm -hmm. or wooden swords. Uh, but all the training is done with uh, Japanese katana. Mm -hmm. uh, the first five or six years are done with something called an iaito or mogito, which is uh, not steel. Mm -hmm. so it's made out of an alloy metal, and it, it cannot hold an edge. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so th they're dull. Right. Uh, Usually after about five, five dawn, six dawn, um, people will spring for a uh, for what's called a shinken, mm -hmm. uh, which is a sharp sword made of steel, and um, that that's a completely different. That's a that's a huge step, sure, uh, because you're basically moving a three-foot razor blade mm -hmm. fairly close to your body. Right. And fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. so. so. Do you have, um, kind of going back to the school a little bit, do you have students that train with all three groups or two of the groups or, or does most people stay separate? Um, well, most of the time, most people stay separate. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, it's kind of like, um, you dig a well, you want to dig a well in the same spot for a while mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> before you strike oil. Um, uh, we usually recommend that people start with one martial art, give it a year, year and a half, you know, get your foundation uh, rather than jumping in and trying to take on two or three arts at once. Mm -hmm. A lot of times these arts have different um, different details, different uh, styles of movement, different initial reactions. And uh, they can they can be confusing. Um, I think I'm probably the wear the most hats around here because I I teach the Aikido and the Jodo classes and I also practice um, Iaido. Um, we've got a few people that are in Iaido and Jodo. I think usually after they've done 
one or the other for a while. I think Brian started with Jodo, and after a year or so, added Iido, and then uh, uh, Hector is, uh, you know, from Iido. So there's a few people that that you know um, double dip. Mm-hmm. Um, I do offer because since I teach at the Aikido and the Jodo, and my teacher thought that they were very uh, a very good complement for each other, mm-hmm. my Aikido teacher. So if someone is in the Aikido class, I welcome them to also do Jodo. But um, Jodo really it's a separate martial art with a separate mm-hmm. uh, background. Um, so. Um, yeah, that's, you know, if someone is interested, we recommend that they um, come and visit the dojo, watch the, whatever classes they're interested in, pick one, and spend some time with that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we're, we're flexible, but, you know, each, each student has their own situation. Yeah, and I might add that each art is different. Mm-hmm. So um, if somebody calls and said, well, I'm interested in karate and Aikido and Jodo, can I come in? Uh, you know, uh, my general, my, usually what I tell them is, why don't you come in and watch each class or watch the Yai class and see what appeals to you. Uh, the, they're all quite different right. in levels of uh, physicality. Um, in uh, sort of, a, for lack of a better word, kind of an aggressiveness or defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just in, 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 the, 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 in the feeling of the arts. And they're all presented by the teachers in different ways. So, in general, if somebody says, well, how, how much will it be if I do you know, all, all four of them mm-hmm. or something? Uh, I'm polite, uh, but but generally I'll try to steer them into one. Sure. You know, with whichever one suits them. Mm-hmm. You know, people are different, uh, but all four, I think, are unique and have a very uh, different feel, not only from each other but from anything in the area. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, is there anything else about the school or anything that you do want to talk about? I have a few questions I usually ask everybody at the end, but <laughs> well, I, I think we've said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you've got some specific questions, uh, sure. I, I've got two questions I've been asking everybody. They're just kind of fun questions yeah. at the end. So, one of them is, um, you know, it can be anybody, dead or alive, uh, you know, teacher, actor, anybody who you think maybe is one of the most influential art martial artists either to you or just to the world? It's a big question. It's a big question. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I model myself after um, Miyake Sensei, um, who her picture is the second one from the mm-hmm. left up there. Um, I just remember watching her do a demonstration of Jodo and watching her stride across the floor and take a swing with the sword. And she had a way of moving her body. She's probably about five foot one or five two, you know, maybe 130 pounds, 125. But she moved with power with her whole body. And she had a way of cutting with the sword that it kind of, you could see it accelerate and pop 
right at the moment of contact, and I've mm -hmm. never quite been able to do that, uh, you mm -hmm. know. But uh, one of the things about the, you know, direct transmission of martial art is that, and I think Ray Sensei probably has this also, is that ha you have a soundtrack in your head of your sensei correcting things. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll get off your heels, cock the wrist, what, whatever is, you know, the, the, these details. Um, Kamenota sensei used to say, wakyo shimeru, uh, koshide, move from the hip, things like that. And um, you, you, it's like having a recording. Mm -hmm. In the Aido, one of the methods, and this also teaches observational skills, is that you watch the teacher and you'll see small, small details. And then you try to emulate that in your body. Um, so I think we've got to, the people that we admire and try to model after are the ones that brought us into the art and gave us that. Mm -hmm. I could probably pull some historical figures that'd be kind of cool. I'd, I'd need better Japanese to talk to most sure. of them. <laughs> I don't think Yoshitsune um, would understand Texan. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you have anybody to add? or is it just, uh, just my teachers. Your teachers, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was uh, doing karate back in the uh, 60s and 70s, and so I uh, uh, was aware of, uh, you know, the tournament scene and Chuck mm -hmm. Norris and uh, 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 all the Mike Stone and, uh, gosh, I've, I've even forgotten, Bill Wallace and... Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw these guys fight, and uh, but it just wasn't really for me. Uh, when I, I, w and I went to Okinawa in '73, and uh, saw a whole different level right. of uh, of martial arts there. And uh, and my my karate sensei Seiyu Shinjo uh, really really influenced me a lot. Then in in uh, 81, uh, the first time I saw y y Yamashita Noboru, my Yai sensei, do Yaido, I, I, I knew I had finally found mm -hmm. uh, something really, really special. Sure. So I would say that yeah. those two. Mm -hmm. My other question then is. Um, is there any other kind of martial art that you would ever be interested in in learning? Give me anything. Yeah. I turn sixty-five pretty soon. So there's always still time. Still time, huh? Or just one I, that's always interested you? You know. I you know I I had the I, I did I did uh, UHDU for uh, for many years. And had to give that up for health re re mm -hmm. reasons, but I think that uh, that the uh, Iido is going to carry me through. Mm -hmm. um, it, an, an interesting, th interesting thing about Iido is that lots of times you see people really peaking um, in their latter 60s and early 70s, mm -hmm. um, and are, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, have a real dangerous look about them. Don't get me wrong, they're mm -hmm. very sweet people, but their abilities with the sword and mm -hmm. their concentration levels are uh, something that 
uh, you don't see very often. Sure. Yeah, I think what happens when you see that, um, especially as you get older, you start losing your your power from your muscles, your body strength. Um, but the whole time you've been developing power that comes from other sources. And uh, when you get to that age, that's all that's left. And so I think people start getting really, really strong in their physics and their mechanics um, and uh, all of the inner power that, that uh, you can generate. Um, and there's a mental, um, I guess, almost a transcendence of, of being completely absorbed in the action that, um, you know, you just, it's like the scu- sculpture where you cut away anything that isn't that. Um, so, you know, as far as other martial arts, um, Shinto Musaru Jodo has also other weapons, mm-hmm. um, sword, short stick, uh, a kusari gama, which is a sickle and chain. Uh, the police used to use a, a jute, which is a truncheon with a hook on one side and a, and a, a tessin, oh, it's a folding fan. There's, I've got enough stuff on my plate to sure. last for another 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at that. Um, in Aikido, I am always looking to improve um, my fundamentals and to see how that improves my technique. Um, and the fundamentals are the thing that I feel is a common thread a mm-hmm. lot. There, now, I have to, because I do different arts, I have to be conscious that when I'm doing one art, you know, uh, Shindaru Kenjutsu, um, I have to have a slightly different reaction and a slightly different theory. Um, and I've read about people that do this, and, and I, I'm starting to feel it myself, is that when I'm doing Iaido, I am an Iaido person, and I am doing that martial mm-hmm. art. When I'm doing uh, Shinto Rukenjutsu, that's part of Jo the Jo system, it's a different attitude, it's a different strategy, and I'm that person when mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Aikido the same. Um, so... I do separate those, mm-hmm. you know, they and and I think that psychologically that you just have a place where you're in a you're in a, a different mode. Great. Well, I just want to thank you both for uh, having me here to this uh, wonderful space. Actually, I really like the look of it. It's very, you know, has a very traditional feel. Um, you know, uh, it's a very nice old school mat uh, that you've got here and. Uh, <laughs> You know, as opposed to the new fancy thick mats uh-huh. and things. So um, uh, it's, it's a great, and I've driven by this place so many times and wanted to always come by. So thanks for having me, and thanks for being on the podcast. All right. Thank great. you. And uh, you were, we were talking about making sure that people oh, have yeah, information about the dojo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at uh, 223 West Oak Street. Um, it's about a block and a half from the downtown square in Denton. Um, phone number is 940-320-4322. Websites are www.dentondojo.com. Um, I also have a website, dentonaikido.com, that has information about my, uh, Aikido and Jodo. Um, yeah, I would just say that, you know, if, if somebody's interested in something a little different, 
something long term. Uh, uh, I, I think that uh, it's it's very unique and very real here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, now that we've been going 20 years. It looks like we're here to stay. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll be at the Fort Worth Japanese Garden at their spring festival oh, on okay. April 24th at 1 o'clock on the moon viewing deck if you want to come <laughs> see a demonstration for an hour. Oh, great. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, thanks for listening. As always, you can find the Dojos of DFW podcast at our website, dojosofdfw.wordpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash dojosofdfw. Um, the podcast are also posted on SoundCloud. You can search for Dojos of DFW there. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you don't mind, if you use one of those services, please go uh, rate, review, um, and subscribe to the podcast on either one of those sites. It would be very helpful. Um, as soon as Google Play's podcasts uh, are available, we hopefully will be there too. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, again, Dojos of DFW, uh, and send us a message there. As always, if you uh, own a school in the area that you'd like to have featured or teach at one, um, please send us suggestions. Or if you just have a suggestion, uh, please send it on. Uh, the email address is dojosofdfw at gmail.com, and we will talk to whoever we can. Uh, Beginning now, we will go every two weeks with episodes, so stay tuned um, every other Thursday uh, evening for a new episode starting uh, two weeks from today. All right, thanks. Bye.